Welcome everybody to episode number 37 of the Pokey Guardian podcast. I'm Taj here from Pokey Taj. I'm here as usual with Zachariah. Hello everyone. And we've got our special guest today. Yes, he's returned for another podcast with us, uh, the amazing Stephen Kent. Hello, Stephen. Got to catch them all. Hello, everyone. Hello. So today, what we're going to be discussing is, first of all, let's talk to um, Stephen, get Stephen again. And Steve, do you want Stephen? Do you want to just introduce yourself and obviously tell us a bit about Playscape Games and, and what you do in the community as well, so people who might not know who you are can get a bit of an insight on you. Yeah, so hello everyone. Uh, my name is Stephen L. Kent. I am a everything. I um, run Playscape Games, which is a UK-based online retailer, but we also do a lot of live events and comic cons. So we're at the Farnborough um, and London card shows in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm a Pokemon professor, so I am a tier one sort of level um, Pokemon judge. So I do a lot of TCG judging and at, at international tournaments, I judged Worlds at 2019. Um, I run a weekly Pokemon League in Eastbourne, my hometown. Um, we get like 15 to 20 juniors, seniors and a couple of masters, which is really good. And I also um, collect and play the Pokemon TCG. My best finish as a player was top eight at the Lille Regional Championships in 2021, I want to say. Fantastic. So a good overall balanced view of the Pokemon TCG, you know, from a player, collector, uh, organizer, as well as a competitor is also some good um, um, insight to uh, the TCG, which will be fantastic for today's podcast. So let's move on and let's do what we usually do on the podcast, which is card pickups. Um, so we always discuss um, what we've picked up since the last podcast, just to give our listeners and viewers an insight as to what we're collecting and maybe why we're collecting them as well. Uh, so, um, Stephen, as you're our guest today, would you like to start with a few cards that you might have got recently? Well, yeah, <clears throat> I've been opening a lot of Crown Zenith, so I was lucky enough to pull the full art Pikachu, um, the one that was originally in the Precious Collector's box. Um, it is great for me that for my binder, that card's more affordable in English, and I'm going to get a, a copy of the Japanese one graded anyway for my, my graded collection, but it is nice for the binder to have that card um, more available in English, and I think it's sitting around the $30 mark, but yeah. um, last weekend I competed at Liverpool Regional Championships, and I did a few trades there. I didn't do that well in the tournament, but I got the um, full art, the alt art of Swain Sneasler um, from... Big astral from Astral Radiance, so that's a beautiful card. O How do you pronounce it? Ochiake? How do you pronounce that? O I think it's Okacheki. Um, Okacheke, yeah. yeah. Okacheke. I, I absolutely love the, that one. And um, I also, at my local league in Brighton, um, I also got the special um, art rare Glaceon V Star from, from Crown Zenith as well. So nice. Um, two very, Stunning very pretty pack. cards in their, in their own way. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm always just collecting Pikachus for my, for my Pikachu binder. I mostly collect Pikachus, but I. Sometimes go for like for like Japanese promos and just whatever's whatever's popular or interesting at the time. Excellent, Zachariah. What have you been uh, picking up? Yes, I've uh, managed to pick up a card that I was not necessarily actively actively looking one year for, but it was on my wish list of EV cards I wanted to get. So finally, uh, at the beginning of this year, pull the trigger, find a decent copy is not mint. But it's the JR Rally EV hey, promo. Nice. And to give you um, some background information, not a lot. This card is a Japanese exclusive, but it is in full English. It is uh, a non-holo version of this Wizards of the Coast League promo. And as you can see, 
no foil, hollow foil, and this one, the English version we got, is foil. And I think it's a very cool look the, this way. I prefer it actually this way, without the holographic, so you can see the colors better. Um, but essentially, it was uh, I think a, a real st uh, train station in Japan, and you could get the flyer or something like that. The full activities are somewhat posted online. I I, I think so. But um, that's one of my uh, pickups I want to show off. And um, really happy with it. <laughs> Excellent. Back to you, Tosh. So some great pickups. Um, for me, I've, um, again, Crown Zenith is, is is obviously launched this weekend. And I know that a lot of people open stuff when a set drops on the first weekend. And it's usually like more supply than demand. So it's really a great time first weekend to pick up stuff. There are times when things can be overpriced, but a lot of the time, because there's so much out there and there's not so many people picking up, you can pick up some real bargains. So this is something which is Crown Zenith related, but people, you're going to be like, what the hell, Taj? But um, I picked up um, lo <laughs> loads of the um, Lucario V-Star promos. Now, Snap. I, I am a, I'm a huge fan of ETV promos when it comes to special sets. I picked up loads of the Mewtwo full art. I think I've got about 40 of them. EVV Max as well. And the previous ones, I've got several, but not as many. But, you know, these things, I mean, at the moment, I'm picking up for like £2.50 each, £2 each. So yeah. I've got about 20 of them already, I think. And, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. That artwork's stunning. I just love collecting ETB promos, and they're super cheap. So, And they've been stunning selections in recent years as well for them, starting with the Moltres, you know, um, uh, Moltres, uh, sorry, the Legendary Birds glass, stained glass one. I wish I'd got more of those. Didn't really get too many, yeah. but still happy with that. They're still very affordable, those ones as well, considering like how long ago Hidden Fates first came out. Yeah, and it's such a such a stunning card as well. Um, some other things as well. I picked up a reader, and the same seller I bought it off um, offered me another one at a similar price. So I picked up two readers. Hey. So <laughs> I'm glad I've got those. Um, it means now my reader box that I've got behind me here with a frame in it. I couldn't afford two Japanese ones. I've got the one Japanese, so at least I could put an English one in that frame. Um, so I've got the one in the master set, and then I can have one in the frame as well. And then this is none. So then I got um, it's the last bit. So I've got some leader cards for the one piece trading game in japanese so these are super cheap so each booster box you're guaranteed one of each leader uh, just the regular art okay. ones the um alt arts are really really difficult to get so i thought it's a fun thing to collect they're really cheap they're about 100 yen in japan per leader card it's just a nice way to collect those um so i did a big card shop order because i was ordering tons of my favorite salsa um lunatones oh, nice. <laughs> which i've got here um so I, I did that at the same time so yeah you know some bulk purchases there um stuff to put in my folders i like doing what japanese collectors do have double page spreads triple page of the same card it just really makes things stand out quite a bit so those are my card pickups um one other one yeah just that one chinese hey. Chinese nice. version of oh wow yes nice uh, of that which I picked up for about less than ten pounds on eBay so that's very good. happy with that finally arrived after six weeks of waiting so that's my card pickups so we'll move on let's have a quick look now at the Japanese set final the base set of Scarlet and Violet so Scarlet EX and Violet EX SV1S and SV1V respectively uh, was released in Japan last Friday twentieth of January. Um, so that came out last Friday. Um, so we've got every version of every single card on Poke Guardian. Uh, so Zachariah published some really high 
um, quality scans on day of release. And this is what you can uh, expect from PokeGuardian. We only publish, uh, PokeGuardian only publishes stuff when it's officially released and out. We don't um, pub we make sure that obviously people out there get what they need to get, but when it's officially revealed. So Zachariah does a great job with that. And we got a high quality scans of every single card in both sets. And this is a really, really nice set. So we got all the AR cards, all the SAR cards, SRs, and the UR cards as well. Now, what can I say about this set? First things first, the rainbow rares have gone. Thank God for that. <laughs> I know there are people out there who love the Rainbow Rares. Uh, I personally have not liked the Rainbow Rares um, since they've... I mean, they were they were okay to begin with, but then it suddenly got a bit tire, tiresome. And then with a the Sword and Shield era, with the overbearing glitter on them, um, it got a bit much. And I think a lot of people were like, well, you lose a lot of the artwork on those cards. Um, they do add an extra texture um, sort of style in the background, but a lot of the artwork gets lost with the rainbow rare but some people do still like them as well but they've gone what are your thoughts on that i mean St Stephen, what's your thoughts on rainbow rares to begin with <laughs> so when they you know were first um released uh the sun and moon base sets in 2017 like they, they were like a real novelty they were excited the kids went crazy for them at the end of the day it's the you know it's a children's car game to yeah. begin with and then uh the people the kids loved them and even like casual collectors got excited about them and I, I would have been happy if they kept continued during the Sword and Shield era as they did, but then they were, it was completely unnecessary and pointless for them to have the same artwork on the supporter trainer cards um, with, with, with the, in the rainbow effect. There was literally no need for that because yeah. players the players didn't want them. Players would only use them if it was cheaper than the full art or they just pulled it, they had it available. And the collectors then have to add, like if, even just like, I've got the Sword, um, sword and Shield Japanese, but like for a research beads um yell grant and money like four just from the first one they had to add all of those extra rainbow trainers and if they did different artwork it would have made sense but uh it was very it wasn't a great it wasn't a great thing but i i thought the some of the rainbow pokemon especially when they moved to the sword and shield era some of them you know they, they look quite nice um but then the, I, I wasn't a fan of the trainers so overall probably like a four or five out of ten on the rainbows yeah, I know. I totally agree with you there. I think they went overkill, didn't they, with adding the trainers? I th had they kept it to Pokemon, I don't think people would have minded so much. But when your potential hit in a box suddenly becomes more chance of being a rainbow rare, and especially a supporter card with a lot of the detail lost, it does become a bit of a deflating, um, you know, pull where where they're rarer and there's fewer of them. It becomes it still feels a bit more special, a bit like some of the gold cards, like the gold Pokemon cards. But uh, yeah, the rainbows. I think they. Uh, it's it's almost like you know, um, too much of a good thing, and it just fizzles it out. But I mean, Zachary, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm very happy with the the omission of uh, the rainbow cards. Um, I I agree with you both. Uh, you know, it was fun in the sun and moon uh, era, but the supporter cards, yeah, it's just too too bloated. For, for each set um i do did like the glitter addition on them on a sword and shield era it's a def, uh, definitely as a, a new layer of, of you know hey this is uh, nice however um yeah the, the set they have you know somehow made it even better yeah i have never seen a base set like this before in the modern uh, tcg era and 
they are they were not messing around when they said uh, we are going to improve uh, you know and uh, make sets better in the future and you can you can clearly see it you know with they have seen hey Vista Universe they introduced art records and special art records and they've probably you know maybe a lot of new collectors and, and players entered this hobby during this time and it's a great idea to continue on that rarity but what is new on the SAR cards for the support cards? They have added also glitter. Yep. Same with the the, the, uh, the EX cards, by the way. That means this is a clear replacement of those cards, yep. the Raymond cards. And um, I cannot wait to see uh, how this will uh, unfold. And they've clearly watched the competition, by the way. Because if you follow other Japanese card games, like Wise Swatch, to name one, they also have alternative art cards, you know, with the yep. signed uh, cards on there. You know what I mean. And I think yeah. many people also know what I mean. Clearly, they have looked at that. <laughs> I can assure you that. And the, the, the clear example is Mimosa. Yes. Uh, full art. Uh, and I, I think this is a discussion for another day. <laughs> the, the prices. Because Mimosa special art right, is just... Uh, on an other level. There's a Pikachu in the background, so even I want it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And the art's just beautiful by uh, Akira Komayama, but the the regular one is like 40, 30,000 yen right now, and the the, the special art is like 80,000 yen. Yeah, 80,000 yen. Which is indeed for for a set that just released and is in full, uh, you know, available, available right now. It's just crazy. I don't know what to say about it. Um, yeah. Do I want it? Definitely, I, I do want it. I have a couple of boxes coming my way, um, but yeah, I think f- very nice set. The the uh, full art uh, Terra uh, cards are looking interesting as well. I want to reserve my judgment on them because I have not seen them in hand. Yeah, on the scans they look like uh, yeah, not not too not too great. But considering their full texture and uh, bling and, you know, the Terra, you know, the hat or something they wear, I think it would look neat. Do I have uh, expected more? Yes. I, I would have expected some heavy embossing or glass texture like. Um, but just, yeah. But for a base set, I honestly think this is just great. Yeah. I think it's really nice. It's blown me away, to be fair. I mean, uh, as you say, you know, I've experienced Sun and Moon base set, Sword and Shield base set, and usually a base set is fairly bland. It's introducing new Pokemon, uh, you know, to a new generation. And the first base set is great to get your core cards and meta mechanics standardized a bit. Nothing too flashy in the set. You get your basic full arts and everything. But this time, when I saw the ARs and the SARs, I was like wow, okay, they've gone above and beyond. And then to continue yeah. with the supporter SARs, get rid of the rainbows, add the glitter onto those cards as well. The the Terra EX cards, they remind me a little bit of what I felt like when I first saw the Ultra Shiny GX Shiny cards almost. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's yeah. reminiscent of that a little bit with the background stars and everything. And obviously they've added glitter to it as well. I think these cards are going to look really good in hand. And it's going to be like, you know, you've got two in the base set here, one in each set. Um, and it's going to be something like you're going to get one or two in each set, which is going to be a nice collection for those who want to collect these Terra EX cards. You know, they're going to look amazing in a folder together. Um, but yeah, I think f- amazing 
amazing base sets. You cannot complain. Prices obviously are just crazy. We can that's another discussion yeah, for us to have. Yeah. I, I've got a tracker if anyone wants to follow on my Twitter where I'm tracking the SA, SR and SAR prices of the supporter cards in Japan from a particular card shop that does ship globally. So it does have a lot of international interest from them. So they're slightly inflated, but it gives you an idea of what the prices are changing like day to day. And um, yeah, it's quite shocking how high the prices are of some of these cards, especially the SAR cards. And once people start to understand what the pull rates are, it starts fluctuating the prices as well of certain cards and then we think there's a bit of market manipulation going on as well by certain card shops but that's another another conversation but as far as this set's concerned i think there's some great cards you know we've got rare candy back we've got yes. um was it ultra ball in there as well Nestball. Nestball. that's the one yes. Nestball. um you know which we haven't seen we had the gold cards in sun and moon um of those and they've come back now so great people who've had those cards from the original Sun and Moon Gold cards can start re- reusing those again in their decks. Um, obviously, people can get the newer versions as well. We've got the Energies with a new style as well in gold, which is great. A, a lot of collectors and players love these gold cards with yeah. the Energies and obviously the very useful um, item cards as well. But yeah, I think it's a stunning set. Two sets um, going to look good. See how it translates into English. Obviously, we're going to have the silver borders this time as well. So um, yes. let's see how close it looks to the Japanese set when it does launch in March. But yeah, I'm pretty impressed with this myself. Yeah, I've got uh, two of the premium collection boxes coming. I'm going to be opening one of those and one of each of the base sets as well. So I'll have those on my channel soon as well. But yeah, great sets. Anything else you guys want to sort of discuss before we move on to the next thing? I mean, Stephen, anything else you want to add? Yeah, it's just crazy. Like, I I, I, put, I pulled up the Sword and Shield and the Sun and Moon base set, and like, even the full arts are, would be better than, than what was in those sets. So then they've already got the art rares, in the, which will probably be in our reverse spot. And, you know, and maybe if they do a gallery, maybe they'll be, who knows? But um, it's it's crazy, um, but I, I I think what the the big influence obviously we had art rares in um, the Star Universe, um, but I think the big influence um, for bringing these kind of sets to the forefront was Vmax Climax. How well yeah. that did. Yes, they were character rares, but these art style. Um, there's characters in some of the cards with with the Pokemon. There's humans in some of them. Like I think Vmax Climax was a huge influence, and they kept printing it, and it kept doing well, and. I, I still love opening VMAX Climax, so it, I think we're in for a good few, you know, couple of years, it, the way this, if this is the base set, um, even if they go to like a more player heavy set like they did with uh, Guardians Rising and Rebel Clash, there'll still be some art rares in the Scarlet and Violet 2 yeah. set, I'm sure, so it's, it's we're in, a, we're in for a very good year. Yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned just there, you know, the second way a set that comes out usually is very player influence and will have some very strong cards that'll be meta defining going forward so it'll be interesting to see when that next set drops as well okay so um talking about um v star universe uh let's move on to the next thing which is the crown zenith so again we've got the full digital set list was revealed um it was published on the 17th of january on pokey guardian um, this set dropped on the 20th of January as well, the same day as Scarlet EX and Violet EX. In, um, so, yeah, in English, we had this. Um, obviously made up of 100 and, oh gosh, how many is it? 159 um, cards in the normal set plus the Pikachu Secret Rare. So I think it's 160. And then we've got 70 in the Gala Gallery. So 230 card set. Um, 
pretty impressive to be fair um actually no i think it was more yeah it's 160 card yeah 160 cards yeah. set plus a 70 so 230 cards um what's really interesting obviously about this is we are we've got pretty much all of the cards that we expected from v star universe in this um i don't think there's any emissions obviously we had the charizard um which we had previously in the ultra premium collection but um the two charizards I don't think we've missed anything else out um, from my recollection in here because the numbers seem yeah. to add up. The Galarian Gallery seems to be complete. Yeah. yeah. So they've not held anything back um, like they did with, obviously, VMAX Climax. Um, a lot of interesting um, uh, inclusions in just the main set. So should we talk about that? I mean, we've got some Koro Koro, Koro um, starter deck 100 cards in there we've got some other cards from other starter decks in there as well from japan some pokemon card gym promos other cards yeah other cards that were omitted from certain sets you know that didn't translate over so there is a lot in here and i mean even the main set itself there's some amazing artwork there's some great cards that people would want to collect um any any highlights for you guys just from the main set sort of Forgetting about the Galar Gallery for now. I mean, Stephen, anything that you saw that sort of stood out for you or that you were really glad to open and see? Yeah, I, I just love that there's, you know, they, they held back a bunch of these more popular characters. Um, you know, there's e, there's Eevee, Rayquaza, Charizard, Leafeon, um, Glaceon, Kyogre. There's just such a nice mixture of things in the main set. So the cards in the main set um, would actually be a better... Um, experience to open for me than say the Pokemon Go set or um, just just in case to make because also you got the five full art supporters and the obviously the the, the full art Pikachu so the main set's just amazing on its own and I, it would sell well on its own but and then, but then you've got the the gallery as well and it's 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 yeah. pretty it's pretty stacked yeah Zachariah yeah it includes some very nice cards and uh, two of them are quite interesting as well. These are, for now, exclusive to us, uh, compared to Japan. That's the Leafeon and Glaceon V. Ah. Those two cards were only reveal, uh, released in t- Taiwan and Hong Kong. Interesting. Uh, why? Because uh, Hong Kong and Taiwan uh, gave out the, um, the previous ones as promos for the Legends Arceus, or was it uh, the Diamond and Pearl remake uh, video game? Anyhow... There were promos for uh, for Hong Kong and uh, Taiwan, and uh, because of that, they had to remake new V cards for them in the V Star special set. And so these uh, were, you know, uh, these do do now exist, and Japan never got this uh, these two cards, and uh, we do now. So that that is a very nice uh, trivia. Yeah. Um, Other than that. Like Stephen said, I think it's a very cool set, but it's the ultimate leftover set. You know, yeah, just many, many uh, stage one cards are in there, like like Metang, that have no uh, pre-evolution or or stage two Pokemon. And I remember some people saying, "Hey, why is this in there?" And some of them do not know. Hey, this was a gym promo set in Japan, where that that is normal in those yeah. promo packs. Uh, as as alternative artworks and some even original um but yeah i am just happy we have uh, finished the sword and shield chapter the last ever set by the way in which you will see the yellow borders by the way except for maybe future promos who knows but um yeah this is not finished this is in my opinion 
and historical, uh, you know, book uh, being closed, the last ever of the yellow borders. Who know what the future might bring? But this is uh, an end of an era, literally, for TPCI. Yeah, absolutely. And there's um there's a few cards. Like you say, you know, there's certain cards which don't have the evolution lines in there, but then you've got the yeah. sort of Shinx line in there, which you've got two of each. Um, Zero Aura's got four different versions of Zero Aura in here. <laughs> um, there, there are, yeah, exactly. It's a bit of a, mi- a mismatch of, as we say, cards. Yeah. What I love the, about this set is they've added the so- signature supporter cards in here as well that oh, you, yeah. that were missing. You know, we got the Marnie in, in the milk cotton, and then we were wondering, are we going to be getting those milk cotton things every three months, maybe, with, with each of the characters? And we didn't. And then now they've suddenly appeared in here, and it's like, wow, okay, fantastic. You know, we've got four of them in this set which is which is a great omission to have in this set in reverse and regular versions so you know you've got two different versions to collect of those as you were saying Stephen, some amazing full art supporters in here you know the friends in hisui friends in sinoe you got the elisa sparkle which looks amazing the volo stunning card as well why, why are they those five in there not in the trainer gallery or the gallo gallery so these were the full arts in the set so in v-star universe mm. these were these were not considered sars okay yeah so these were the, the full arts so they split them in that way so they've added these to the main set as full arts and oh, the other versions were yeah sars <laughs> so quite random but yeah it's it's the sort of definition but again elisa sparkle you could say that is an sar because it's an alternative artwork Volo's the same, you know, um, but I, I think it's because it's not heavily influenced by having, um, I don't know, I mean, because even the SARs, they haven't got Pokemon as such in them. So, um, ah, yes. you know, it's like the Melanie and most of the other characters have like Pokemon. Yeah. Like yeah um, so, yeah, I mean, Raihan is, is my favorite um, as well as sort mm. of um, Gardenia's Vigor. In that set, but yeah, there's some amazing cards. I mean, let's let's go move over to the Galar Gallery now, shall we, and start talking about that. <laughs> Obviously, we've got the uh, notorious God Pack in Japan is not a God Pack in English. It's just you just randomly find each piece of that nine card folk picture, um, which should help keep the price of that Pikachu uh, down. Um, but more importantly, that Bidoof, you know, Bidoof is the one that everyone wants, and it will keep the price down of Bidoof, but <laughs> um, the meme Pokemon. Um, but yeah. Galar Gallery, I think, again, Galarian Gallery, the yellow borders do detract a bit from the artwork here, especially when you're trying to put that nine-card picture together. With a subtler border, it doesn't look so... It doesn't look like you're looking through a nine-space uh, nine window as such out, out to that view. With a yellow border, it does sort of, you know, yeah. really emphasises the border quite a bit, which is a shame. Um, but, yeah, stunning artwork. And, um, I mean... Guys, I mean, what's your favorite favorite um, artworks out of this? I can, I think, I know which one Zachariah is going to say. A certain certain uh, Spanish bird. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like the Oricorio. Um, yeah. I still need to need to get that one in Crown Zenith. Yeah, uh, but you know, this is my opinion with this universe. It's just the same. Some amazing cars were in there. We really like the Suikun. Uh, yeah. Ah, I've got the jumbo the big one. Yeah. <laughs> the big one. <laughs> in that aspect, you've completed more Kamiya cars than me. <laughs> and, <laughs> but yeah, that, that, it's just very nice cars. What yeah. do I have to say? You know, it just this set, the Galarian Gallery Vista Universe just carries, carries the whole set of Grand Zenith for me. Yeah. And, um, 
I do think indeed is a little bit um, less desirable for me with the yellow borders. But, you know, even if you're not a collector, there are very highly playable cards in here. Mm -hmm. And these will be amazing additions for your deck. Even if it's for a couple of months, even, you know, what do these cost? A couple of dollars each? Yeah. No, these don't break the bank uh, except for a couple of cards. But, yeah. Yeah, I I I mean, aside from the Mew, most of the full art glaring, the the regular glaring gallery cards are the same price or very close to their their original printings um yeah. you know they're, they're they're just great to have and like they're good comfy the loss the loss zone decks with comfy is going to be probably the, one of the best decks post rotation you can get the full arts and this the the art rares in this one and there's so many nice cards um and i will be using a lot of them in my decks going forward yeah and, and as you say i mean they, these are based off v star universe obviously is the best of set in japan it's a high class set it's a way for new players and um, existing players to build their play sets of, of super playable cards and super collectible cards. And they included, obviously, the AR versions of those cards from the set. So a lot of these cards are playable, are very high in demand from a collecting point of view as well. So, yeah, absolutely, Stephen. 100% right there. You know, you're going to see a lot of these full art AR style cards in people's decks going forward, which is a fun, wonderful thing, you know, and lets people bling their decks in a nice new way as well, having these fantastic AR cards. And obviously then we've got the um, SAR cards and the artwork on all of these are stunning. I think that, I don't think there's a bad one you can pull really. All of them have got amazing, unique artwork and different artists commissioned for each one. Um, I think I'd, I'm not too sure how many artists have done more than one, but I'm pretty certain, you know, um, we've got a really broad range of arts, art styles here, yeah. different artists, which I think is refreshing to see, you know. Um, and like I said, I wasn't disappointed with with pulling any of them. I did pull all the cheaper ones, to be fair, from my V-Star Universe, but V-Star Universe did not treat me very well. <clears throat> I didn't pull a single full art supporter and I did get the cheaper SARs. But you know what? It's still a great set and um, still very affordable. In Crown Zenith as well, I think as we get more products coming out, we've only had the first three products come out, the two Reggie boxes and the ETB. Let's not forget that, you know, we've got a products lineup between now and I think May. May, um, Yeah, yeah, which is going to be, you know, pin sets coming out, other products. We've got the fantastic Morpeko collection box with a playmat in it as well. There's a lot of good stuff coming out, you know, so this is just the beginning. Um, It's very cool that the last product as the Zashin and Zamazin to the shiny figurine boxes because you know they're the mascots and we're now finally get the first time we get them as a shiny version is in in these boxes normally they're very shiny shiny. and then Radiant Eternatus is shiny and it's the first time you can get Eternatus as a half art card and Calyrex as well yeah so yes some really yeah as you say some defining moments in the Sword and Shield era right at the end here in this last set so yeah, absolutely. Um, a great set. I think it's obviously going to... Um, now's the time to buy singles over the next few months while this set's readily available. Um, I think everyone makes the mistake of, oh yeah, they see all the singles really cheap. Think, yeah, yeah, I'll get them later. I'll get them later. Once the stuff gets harder to get and the set's out of print, prices start skyrocketing. So if you want singles from this set, keep an eye out for them. You can monitor the prices and see what's affordable for you. And sort of if you think, yeah, you know, that's a pretty decent price, snap it up now. Um, before it becomes out of reach in the late summer, I would say. 
Okay, let's move on. Um, we are going to move on now to a rumor, but we um, we've we've got some sort of information here that Zachariah can uh, confirm. So we've got the Pokemon Card One Five One set coming in June. EX Starter Deck coming in July. <clears throat> so. Um, an update that was uh, put on here yesterday by yourself, I believe. We've been told from an acquaintance by a card shop employee that this set would feature all 151 original Pokemon and that it would feature Alakazam EX and Wigglytuff EX. It's likely this information is true, but we have still not seen a sell sheet ourselves to confirm this info. So as always, take it with a grain of salt. So that was popped on there by Zachariah yesterday. So obviously bear that in mind as we talk through this. So what we got. So officially known as Scarlet and Violet Enhanced Expansion Pack, Pokemon Card 151. Subset releases on June the 16th. Uh, 20 packs per booster box. The set comprises of 165 cards plus SRs or better. One booster box includes 20 packs. One booster box costs 5,800 yen, which is the standard price now of a booster box. Additional products for this set have been listed too. So there's a Pokemon card, 151 card file set, Pokeball. And there's a card file set, Venusaur, Charizard, and Blastoise. So um, I think the name says it all, 151. <laughs> so it's the original 151 Pokemon, I'm assuming. Um, I mean, Zachariah, do you want to start by sort of giving us your thoughts on this and what you, you speculate is going to be, this set's going to be about? Yes. Uh, first of all, I think this the set that's going to maybe rival EV heroes. Yeah. I might be wrong. I might be, but we have seen it all, you know, the base set of Japan, like I said, features AR, SAR cards. And um, we are going to have a very nice summer, I suppose. Uh, other than that, yeah, 151 Pokemon. I think that's in Japan, that's a term, all 151 original Pokemon. I think that is something that's a term there in Japan, very hyped set. Even, you know, Kadabra is coming back, Abra is coming back. If this is all true, you know. Um, but it's a subset. Uh, this will be the set after um, Clay Burst and Snow Hazard, which is the, the second uh, main set of Japan that's going to release in April. So that is um, very interesting as well. What is also interesting is in, indeed... Venusaur, Charizard, and Blastoise getting their card file set. I suppose card file sets are like a card binder set. You know, maybe some promos in there, and you know, for like two thousand yen, maybe. But if uh, Venusaur EX uh, and the other ones don't get an EX card, I I think people will be quite upset, especially for Venusaur, which does not always get the love and Blastoise it deserves. Um, but I prefer, it's my opinion. I think I will prefer this set more than Evolutions. Why? Because this time it will include all 151 cards yep. from the Gen 1. All with their unique artwork also as well. Um, the, the thing with Evolutions is, you know, it omitted Blastoise, uh, Venusaur, and uh, Alakazam, for example. Mewtwo was not in a... Uh, it was, it was, sorry. But it was not a holo. And those uh, little things, you know, it felt not complete. Yeah. And now it will f feel complete, and don't uh, they will wo most likely, um, you know, launch a full merchandise, uh, you know, program, you know, with Pokemon Center. I'm I'm fully certain of that. Same with EV Heroes, you know, they they will launch the whole Evolution merchandise set, 
and not necessarily Pokemon related, but also regular, you know, they know is going to be absolutely mayhem. Yeah. If if there are not going to be lines in at the metro stations in Japan, I I don't know. Uh, this this just so so much hype, yeah. and um, yeah, that, I think that's set for the set. There's not much to say. There's only uh, minimal information, and we can only speculate. The only information we have is the set logo. It's a set uh, name. Uh, you know, some small details and a release date. Yep. Steven, <clears throat> what do you what are your thoughts on it on, on the little information that we have got so far? Set phases to hype. Honestly, yeah. this is this is like Pokemon Go was to me very underwhelming. Um it was a nice idea and the Ditto was a cool concept, but there was very little excitement about for me opening packs and uh, you know what wanting to be doing too much with Pokemon Go. I mean, maybe I played the game more recently, maybe I've enjoyed it more, but the fact that the original 151 Pokemon are all included. Um, the fact there's probably going to be art rares. Uh, we're going to get our first Kadabra for 21 years. Um, you know, all the gen, the, the, you know, Blastoise, Venus, and Charizard will be involved. Mewtwo, Zapdos. Uh, my friend will finally get his first Raticate card for like 10 years as well. So, like, we're 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 in a very you know, it's a very exciting thing. And um, I yeah, and also like for people that just you know like it will be a set that everyone will want to collect as well because it makes it nice and linear it's one five one instead of yeah. i mean i guess the way it will be they might be numbered they'll probably still do grass water fire they should number it like yeah. the way the way the pokedex is um because yeah. then that would be cool because um i'm hoping that if this is successful we'll get a um a johto 99 or 100 in a year or two with all of the johto pokemon and then we'll get a hoenn one and yeah. Sinnoh, and then they'll keep the concept going yeah. and uh, people just get as hyped for each one as 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 they did for the previous one. But obviously, more so for this one because Kanto and will sell a lot of packs. In the English version, will sell a lot of packs in Target and Walmart. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm thinking when this translates over to English and the West with T- uh, the Pokemon Company International, could we possibly be seeing a second special set this year, like we have seen the last sort of couple of years? You know, another September yeah. one. Because uh, obviously Crown Zenith's come quite early, and I think that was quite fitting that they did it. I think they learned from Hidden Fates. You know, they left that too late. They waited until a lot of the cards were out of standard rotation, and then they released that set. Whereas with this, we've got it nice. We've got the V Star. We've got Crown Zenith nice and early. Cards are still applicable in standard format. It's end of an era. Let's close it off nicely and neatly before we move on to the next era. And now, potentially that sort of annual September special set that comes out just before the holiday period where you want a nice special set to be out. Potentially this could be translated to an English special set. Um, Yeah. Well, we got Pokemon going like late July, early August. So maybe it'll, maybe it'll even be around the same time because releases in June. So, and then obviously the Pokemon go was like a simultaneous release with the, with the, I don't expect that because June seems a bit early because we've got, you know, April 14th for the Scarlet and Violet one set. So um late august around actually that's kind of around the time that hidden fates first came out I yeah think. and we, we used yeah. to get the sets that time anyway like shining fates hidden fates champions path um uh, most of those came out sort of august september time so yeah even though they released in japan a couple of months earlier so i think we might get to that sort of sequencing of of release maybe with this one as well but um i i feel that this is primed to be a fantastic a special set in english uh, a standalone set yeah, it has deserves one. It, yeah, it, it deserves be. one. I think people will be upset if it's going to be, uh, you know, thrown in a regular set. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Because that, that they will also lose money on that. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I think this is going to yeah. be like, yeah, as we say, special set, yeah. perfectly packaged to be be a special set, you know, this year. So, yeah, yeah looking forward to this one. I think there's a lot um, a, a lot of uh, potential with this set. Obviously, depending on what the artwork's like, it'd be amazing. Imagine if they did all 151 Pokemon, did them with the modern, modern moves that are applicable in the yeah. meta format with the original artwork, and then they did AR versions of each of the cards as well. Imagine that, 151 AR cards or SAR cards to, to go with it. That would just be crazy. But, you know, they're going to select. I think we'll, we'll have to see what they do with the full arts. And, so and, and it's rumoured that the, some of the gym leaders are involved as well, aren't they? That would be great said, if we had... Someone yeah. said that some of the Kanto gym leaders might be on some of the trainer cards and stuff, like new Misty cards, you know, Sabrina. It's, it's very hype. It's very hype. Yeah. I can just imagine, you know, AR cards for Charizard, Charmander, and Bulbasaur. There's something we have not have in in its entirety for the TCG. Well, yeah, we had those things in the generation set. There was like the, in the snow, wasn't there? One was stealing yes. the glasses, and then the the Charmeleon, yeah. and then the. But yeah. we we haven't had that in years. Yeah, that'd be yeah. crazy to have have that for Charizard or Bulbasaur no, as well. No full cards for them. No, and, and no. I think that's the that's the thing they have just should have done an evolutions, but but now they they can go all out honestly, yeah. And what what prevents them from, you know, having a Professor Oak, and, you know, matching with the the Spidops EX, hey, uh, choose your starter with all the arts oh. in one big, that, that that's something they can actually yeah. do now. The, the 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 concept is there. You see you've seen with Spidops EX, same with the Gardevoir EX line. And, uh, and Violet Scarlet DX. Why not? There's so I, much I, potential. It, it seems like there's a good chance that at the yeah. very least the, the, the Abracadabra and Alakazam EX line yeah. will, will have art res because yeah. they want to do something special for that Kadabra. They have to. Yeah. They Absolutely, have to. yeah. And I could see this as a fantastic idea for a Pokemon card game, 151 Battle Stadium. You know, um, um, the board game version that we have pretty much every other year. Battle Academy. Battle, Battle Academy even, that's the one. A Battle Academy version of this, you know, pick your starter. You know, one oh, of the I three, <laughs> one of the three, but you know, and have Oak involved in that as well, as you say, you know, and then you can have three decks which you can play with. I think that'd be a fantastic idea for a Battle Academy as well. But yeah, it almost thing. feels like a like a 30th anniversary set. It's just bizarre <laughs> that we're just randomly getting this like two years after celebrations, yeah. like one year after Pokemon Go. Like yeah. each, each each one of these sets just could just be like an anniversary year or just a very very special product. Like I I I'm gonna I'm so excited for this. This is it's just incredible. Yeah. This I is only year one. I, I, I'm stunned. This is only the first year of the new generation. And they are already going all out with a, a, a Kanto set. And I am not a big fan of Kanto, you know, myself. But it's the original 151. You, you, can't, you can never uh, yeah. beat that, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. Some exciting stuff for sure. So, yeah, expect that later on this year. We'll keep you informed, obviously. Uh, keep an eye on Poke Guardian for further information as and when stuff becomes officially revealed and we get more information. Um, we'll make sure that's on there. Right. Let's move on. We're going to have a discussion now about signed cards. Um, so, Zachariah, do you want to lead this discussion and sort of set yes. the stage as to what we're going to be talking about? Yes, as you know, uh, COVID is officially kind of over. You know, countries are opening up worldwide, as do the events. So we are seeing more uh, artists, uh, you know, traveling outside of Asia again. 
uh, more recently, uh, Koki Saito, Mitsuhiro Arita, uh, Umar, uh, Midori Harada is yeah, going Harada's to... Harada's uh, in Orlando next week. Yep. Yes, so that's very, uh, very soon. And uh, yes, and then the, the last two, three years, a lot of uh, since then have has changed. Also in, you know, in the signed market. So we have a very interesting discussion about signed cards in general, you know, and the past uh, couple events, we have seen some very interesting uh, stuff going on. Sadly, some incidents happened as well from what I've heard. And um, yeah, where is this going in the future? Will you will we see more of those artists uh, and even less uh, known artists, you know, like maybe Sao Sao, Uno, Kirisaki, uh, will they ever go outside of Japan for a signing session? Because my opinion here, I do think TPCI should take this more seriously. They should, and you know, uh, make more artists. Because so many of them still sign at the Japanese Championship League. Yeah. They still do signings at the, at the Japanese events, the big events there. Yes. Yeah. I, I really do think the international championships should be, uh, it's going to be, it's, it's more a more celebratory event now. It's not necessarily, you know, full performance anymore. You both can, you both have seen, you know, it's Worlds, for example. It's not all about, you know, the championships anymore. It's just, you know, fun, festive activities. And the same happens with ICs, you know, international championships. So I do think in the future, TPCI should bring in those artists and make signing sessions. And this is my opinion, you know, again, Nothing is hap- confirmed to happening, but I think in the future, you know, wh- when they do this, you know, it's possible. And regionals, you know, that's less, um, is more of an open event, regionals, compared to ICs. But yeah, Stephen, what do you think? About wow, where, where, yeah. where to begin? Yeah, where so to be- <laughs> just, 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 we'll, yeah. we'll, just to start off with on the, you know, opening up. Um, yeah. It's wonderful that, you know, because parts of Asia um, have, have been slower to open up over the coronavirus. So it is wonderful um, for, you know, especially Mitsuhiro Rita to see him quickly emerge. And, you know, he was um, at the Comic Con in uh, Oslo, um, the, not yeah. the, the one I went to, like, you know, just, just after, after August. And he's been to like two or three other places since then. And, and the lovely people at Overload Events for the regionals in the United States, they've, um, Alec Noah, and um, he, he's been able to get Arita, Saitao, and now Harada for the regional championships in uh, North America. And it's it's great that, you know, that, that they, they've been able to do that because there's so many contracts involved with artists, what they can do, where they can't go, what they can sign, what they can't sign. Everything needs to be personalized with the person's name so to Stephen, and it also needs to now have the date of the event i guess that's so they can track if a certain card sells that doesn't have a signature the, the person's name on it they can say oh they were signing at this tournament so you know and then they might get in trouble so like it's 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 i don't even know where to go next like with this train of thought but yeah. um it is a great thing that the artists are signing more but then um, the problem is there's been two to three years of built up demand, especially over yeah. the when all the Logan Paul stuff ha- was happening and, and everyone was locked down and there were no artists signing and just people coming into the hobby and it brought also a lot of nasty people into the hobby as well. Not too many, just just a, yeah. a small yeah. handful of them. 
yeah, yeah and the, this word, is where the, the word... danger is i think as well you know yeah. i mean um <clears throat> we've had it in the past where you know i me british gaming and a few others andy my friend you know we went to hyper japan walk up walked up to mitsuhiro Rita on the day there was a little bit of a queue but you know it was fans people who were really, really excited yeah at hyper japan in 2019 people who were just really excited to meet mitsuhiro Rita on a personal level and get their cards signed a lot of people had cards from their childhood from material that might signed i had more recent ones because i just started collecting in 2017 with my son so it's an honor to get to meet him but you know you've seen what's evolved i think over the years as well so just a bit of background i mean in america and the usa obviously autographed signed cards especially sports cards are a huge thing and to get them authenticated adds you know, thousands, hundreds of times more value on those cards as a percentage than the raw cards themselves. Um, and I think some of that has crept into the Pokemon side of it as well, which Mitsuhiro Rita originally was not signing cards um, personalised. They were just signatures. And I think, um, Zachariah, you did a great job in educating Mitsuhiro Rita about some of the facts of what was happening with some of his cards, which he was unaware of, you know, um, about how it's important to personalize cards because then it's going to the right people for the right reason. Yeah. Um, because what was happening was people were um, paying, you know, $5 or five pounds to him to get their cards signed. They were then going, getting them authenticated and flipping them for thousands. Uh, and, you know, as an artist, someone like Mitsuhiro Rita is a freelance artist. He does work for Pokemon. He doesn't, he gets paid on, on a card by card basis for them, but he relies on, his own work commissions to, to earn a living, you know, and for someone like that to be almost some, you know, um, him signing a card for you and you making a huge profit off the back of his signature and him not getting a percentage of it or getting, you know, you, you're literally flipping stuff and making free money, um, was, which is a lot of people were doing. I think the personalized thing is definitely great, the way to go, but I think it needs to also be more open, more regular, you know, artists be allowed by the Pokemon company to do more signed sessions, make it more accessible, especially to the younger collectors out there as well, because at the moment it seems to be either on a lottery-based system, you know, or you've, you've got to be very lucky at the right place and be at the right time. And um, I think it just needs to, there needs to be more signing events around the globe for kids to be able to get to collectors who've been fans for years um, to get their cards signed. I think, you know, I mean, I was extremely lucky, like I said. Right place, right time. I was going to Hyper Japan anyway. I heard Rita-san was going to be there. Got a card signed for myself and for my son. My son was delighted, you know, um, for a, for an eight-year-old to have a card signed, especially when we had such good memories of pulling a card by the artist himself. You know, that's going to be, he's going to treasure that card for the rest of his life because it's such a special moment when we pull that together and he's now got it signed, you know. But it's these kind of memories that you want to you want to savor, and I think it needs to be for more people. Yeah. So in um, Oslo, um, the organizer of that event, Naz, um, he um, got a bunch of kids um, to the front of the queue. I think I don't know if it was both days, but at least one of the days, and he, he let them sign, get their ready to sign some of his some of their cards before um, the the very very long queues <laughs> for the rest of the day. So that's that is a nice touch, and. Um, yeah, the organisers in um, you know in, in the United States, um, Alec Noah and the Overlight Overload people, they're doing they're try every time there's an event, they then try to make the next one a lot better yeah. by putting the digital queue. Um, so before 
uh, for the first one, the, the everything like was very open, kind of. It was a bit crazy for the Saitao one. Um, at one point, people were even bringing blank. I don't know what the names of the boards are, but like the blank Japanese art boards and then having yeah. just him sign and sketch a massive Charizard head on an art board, uh, which could effectively be a commission or like a full thingy. Yeah. And they, they and he's not supposed to do that. And um, people were, you know, able to get through the queue a bunch of times um, and all sorts of strange things were happening. So um, they and also getting cards signed for other people that aren't their name. So they do generic personalization to Ash, to I've seen this to Arita, yeah, yeah. to um, to to Oak, yeah. um, whatever it is, um, and, and to Charizard from Love from Arita. Like you know, they they actually have these, they actually have them sign those things. So then for the following event um, where Arita was in um, was signing in Toronto a couple of months ago, um, they actually did a did two prices. One, you can pay a, a more reasonable price. Like I can't remember how much forty fifty dollars. Then you have your card signed under your name, and they actually look at the driver's license and make sure yeah. that the name matched the the driver's license. Or you can play. It was called unofficially a flipper tax, where you could have it personalized to someone else's name. So then you could, you know, but then it was like a hundred to one hundred fifty dollars for the for the you know the flipper tax. So then, if people wanted to do that, they on top of their flights, their accommodation to get to Toronto, to spend all day in the queue, food, whatever it is, they. It, they, it wasn't worth it for more people to then go and you know pay that extra to have the name under other things so they're doing a lot of good things and hopefully those artists are then telling and hopefully harada next week goes well um i'm going to be in orlando f- to play in the tournament and i'm also at the i'm on the artist panel so i actually get to see harada work work her magic at the panel next week i'm very excited for that but um hopefully they, they keep telling the other artists and then yeah. they're more likely to then come to american events and then maybe they might even tell you know pokemon to we want to go to these other big tournaments and official things and maybe we'll have more. I mean, we should have more of them at Worlds because they're in Japan anyway, but, yeah. but obviously yeah. in future World Championships. Yeah. yeah. And, and in the past, uh, from what I remember, you know, 2005-ish, I remember um, some of those artists you mentioned were there as well at the World oh. Championships. So not even as... Sugimori was signing at multiple yeah. World Championships. Sugimori, um, Arada, uh, yeah. uh, the Gold Star artist, uh, what was the call them? Uh, Uh, yes, um, Fuka- Fukada, Fukada. Yeah, Masakazu Fukuda. Yes, yes, and, and and even more. But yeah, but I don't. How did the the organizers manage to get Miro, Midori Harada to sign again outside of Japan? Uh, I think she lives in Germany, if I recall correctly. I think that she does. But I remember in 2019, 2020. I think in 2019 it was. Sorry. She was very upset <laughs> about people approaching her yeah. outside of Pokemon events, even to sign, uh, uh, you know, her her cards. And um, I don't know how uh, she does uh, signings again, but it's very positive. Don't get me wrong. But like says Stephen, I, I really do hope uh, she will uh, bring the torch to other artists to inspire them and say, "Hey, yeah. come, please." You know, and... this, this, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them will be, especially seeing um, what how much like Arita's doing, especially when he's in the way he's marketing himself. He's selling T-shirts, art books, um, commissions. Like the uh, Sal Sal's got a, a new jigsaw yeah. puzzle that I bought. Yeah. So that's in, that's in the other room. Like, um, but I, I can't imagine that they they probably get paid a decent amount from from Pokemon Company Japan, but. Yeah. 
you know, they, they, they bleed, you know, it's good for them to have more money so they don't have to stress about things and, you know, live, live, live a happier lifestyle. So, um, we want, we want more, um, events where the artists are protected and, you know, they, they get invited and there's contracts and, um, you know, it's done right. Like, like the guys at Overload are doing, um, for, for the American, the North American regionals that I've been to. Um, and also we want to see less of, um, so Arita was at a comic con in Florida in Ocala, um, last year, and there was literally people, um, waiting outside the bushes out of, in, in the bushes outside of his hotel, ambushing him outside of his hotel, asking him to sign cards. So we want to see less of that, yeah. more of what overload events are doing and also lovely Naz in, um, in Norway. Yeah. And it's good that they're learning from each event as well and evolving. So they're trying to do the right thing as well, which is great, you know, and we, that's what we want from event um, organizers is if one, one, it's, it's great for the people attending and trying to get those autographs, but it's also great for the artists. It's a better experience for them as well. Um, so yeah, fantastic. So that's great that they're doing that. Love the fact that they're um, evolving every time they got a new, new tournament and a new um, artist uh, attending. But yeah, I mean, and then there's a cultural difference as well, which I think artists are now getting a bit more um, clued up on because in Japan, very much, you know, when you, when you get a card signed, that is, people, it's, it's, you know, you will keep that. You are not going to be flipping it or selling that card. That is for your personal collection. And you feel honoured to have that. Where in the West, there's the culture of, of um, signed cards in the past has been, especially outside of Pokemon, has, has a different um, cultural element to it. So yeah, it's um, two different cultures clashing there, but yeah, it's positive to see that we're getting the best of both worlds in Pokemon, and we're getting people an opportunity to get these signed cards, you know, which they can then add to their collection as well. And at the end of the day, there's still signed cards in general, especially for Pokemon, are still extremely niche and yeah. niche. They, we, there's still such a small percentage of people that collect are even thinking about signed cards. So. Um, it, you know, if more people get excited and see more people getting signed cards and collecting signed cards, then there might be more opportunities for other comic cons and events to get these artists, and then they they make more money and you know signing cards, and and everyone's happy at the end of the day. Yeah, and I think we've also seen a cultural shift as well in more recent years. There's been a lot more emphasis on the art on Pokemon cards. Yeah, and and I think artists well, are becoming updates. Yeah. yeah, and artists are becoming a bit more celebrities amongst yeah. the community. You know, before you wouldn't think about you know the art on a common card as such. Yeah. People always used to go for the the super pool cards and like, oh my god, yeah, it's a it's a full art or a rainbow rare. You know, now, I, I mean, I've always had this emphasis of looking at the, the cards, slowing down and looking at the artwork and commons and uncommons, really appreciating it. And you can see artists' trademark style. You know, even without looking at the name, you will know particular artist style. And know which artists have done a particular artwork and there's always a story behind it or a certain theme with certain artists of how they do their artwork it's almost like a um oh god what do you, what do you call it you know with easter egg in the mm -hmm. art style you know Cameos, um, yeah. a lot of the artists put little easter eggs in their artwork as well so it's really nice to see yeah. and it's good to see that people are appreciating a lot more of the artwork in pokemon as well you can see it on twitter yeah. when people have conversations and yeah and certain you know YouTubers opening stuff. There's obviously the bigger ones who still go for the exciting pulls, but there's other other creators out there who very much stop, take their time, and appreciate the art that's out there as well, and even do featurettes on certain art, art artworks as well. So, 
really good to see and, and I'm glad to see that the artists are getting the recognition they deserve you know yeah so it's a it's a positive thing so yeah let's hope we see more of it going forward yeah and we see some of those blocks of featured on Pokemon.com in like you said uh showing the artist highlights the galleries and, yeah. galleries and the, the 25th anniversary thing and yeah lots of good stuff we get more Japanese exclusive cards uh we get more of those posts on Pokemon.com why not the artists at the yeah. events? And I really do think uh, one uh, event organizer can do so much. I really do think DPCI needs to step it up on corporate level and say to those organizers, so, hey, you want to do a regional, for example, we can maybe bring in those two artists, for example. Yeah. Right? I really do think DPCI needs to work on that with uh, Creatures uh, and TPC 100%. in Japan. Because... In the end, you know, I, I really do think, hey, they are doing their best, you know, to highlight an artist. And um, even with the, the illustration contest, they have actually fully translated those blog posts on how to draw cards from Japanese artists. So they did make an effort to make that available. Why not all the artists from Japan? And I really do think that should change. Yeah, definitely. And um, we can only hope. But um, yeah, what uh, what do you think, uh, Stephen? I yeah, it's 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 slow steps because yeah. the, the pandemic and COVID was just such a huge break on a lot of people's lives, and um, it affected more some countries more than others. And uh, it was it was going towards you know more artists being more available and traveling before before COVID, but then. It's like we lost three years of pro, yeah. like many years, decade, almost a decade of progress, and then we sort yeah. of having to start again from scratch. So, I think um, I know I keep mentioning them, but the Overload Events team—they're yeah. doing such a great job, and there's such there's more of a buzz at those tournaments when there's an artist signing because then you get a bunch of extra collectors yeah. there. They then go and maybe go and spend some more money at the vendors. They they you know they're they're making it seem like it's more you know more of a more of an more of an event as opposed to just a Pokemon tournament. Um, and yeah, I, I, I've been, I've gone to every single one of the, you know, the, the overload events, and they, they got two more this season. So hopefully they'll have, have another artist, um, another artist in Charlotte Regionals, and the last one that they have uh, later in the year. I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful that I can, you know, do stuff like judging in the tournaments, and then combine it with getting to see artists. And at um, Toronto, I was, I got a ticket for a Rita's panel, and just to see him work. Yeah. No cameras, no, you know, and he was answering questions, and it was just, it's just amazing to, to be, you know, being able to interact with these, with these people, and they do so much for, you know, the hobby, and, you know, their artwork is just iconic, and I'm just grateful that we do get these, even though they may not seem like many opportunities, these opportunities are going more and more regular, and. Uh, and you know, obviously, everyone's favorite artist might not be coming. Like, if Sugimori was ever to do an event again, all hell would break loose. <laughs> it would get, it would be insane. Like, um, I, I don't think, he, but, yeah. but any, but any, pretty much any other artist that's you know still still with us, um, you know, it'd be just great to see more, especially some of the newer guys like um, Shinji Kanda and Sal Sal. They, they would they, they haven't got as many, but they got quite a few cards. But they haven't got as many as Arita and Harada, but they still have yeah. so many people that would want to get their cards signed. And yeah. then it might even be cheaper for um, a, a regional organizer to get Kanda or Sal Sal than it would be for Arita yes. or um, 
you know, uh, Fukada and Saitao. So, uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be good just to see a more range of artists. I love Arita, but it would be nice to see a rate of like some of the other sort of more, more lesser known artists um, being given opportunities as well. Didn't Tokia, which is basically retired from Pokemon, did a signing event? I, I not in North not in North America. No, yeah, maybe yeah. somewhere else. But I remember Tokia clearly doing one as well. Maybe that was before the pandemic. No, no, this year, you know, 2022. I, I do. I could be wrong, but I vaguely remember Tokia doing a uh, because it was not a Pokemon event. But it was oh, nice. A, it was an event uh, regularly, you know, for probably promoting his own personal work. But I think that's very interesting. I don't know how Pokemon responded to that. So, I've uh, not, heard, not heard about yeah. that one, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah. happy that there are more opportunities for people yeah. to, to get their cards signed. And I'm spending too much money going to these events and yeah. these panel tickets. And yeah, but it's at the end of the day, they're just they're not just they're just beautiful, and and you get something very special and that's unique. Whereas there's going to be thousands of base set Charizards, but probably <laughs> you know only one, um, for example. You know, full art Mario Pikachu signed and sketched oh, by Kuki Saitao. Really nice. So, you know, nice. like it's 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 you know it's it's special and it will always be yeah. special. And I'm very happy, very happy that I've got the opportunity to do that. Not as many people do, but hopefully there's more events all over the world for people to attend. Especially like if we think about the international championships, as you were mentioning earlier, the people in Latin America and Oceania never get signings. So yeah. if they yeah. can do the um, you know, if they can bring card artists to Melbourne, Sydney, or Sao Paulo or Rio, wherever the Latin America International is, that would yeah. be absolutely fantastic for for those guys, and um, would, would it, they'll be getting to, you know signed more in more places, and also they get to see more of the world as well. Arita, one of Arita's favorite things is traveling. Yeah, traveling. He literally admitted that. Yeah. Hey, uh, since you showed off your uh, Mario Pikachu, do we have more to show off? <laughs> I, I do. There's there's too there's too many here. Um, there's the I love these um, the, the the surfing Pikachu. The um, this one was exclusive for um, Pokemon nice. Center. Yep. The kind of the contrast of the blue on the yep. on, on the yellow is just so nice. Saitao is currently the king of sketches um, in terms of the ones that I've seen recently. Obviously, not many other artists have have signed, but you know, there's there's just so they do so they do so many cards, and there's the fill up new as Ooh. well just the pink nice. background as well it contrasts so nicely with that and uh yeah my he, i think he even admitted in an article that this was his favorite pikachu or one of his favorite cards just the, the class the classic pikachu yeah um i'm just so grateful that i can go to these these things and get get these for my collection and and he was drawing a lot of pokemon right during uh, that uh, last event so many pokemon sketches he I've practiced seen... from for yeah. weeks, and he posted them yeah. on his Twitter. Oh. And I was, was about amazing. to say, yeah, if yeah. you if you followed Saito's Twitter weeks into leading up to this, you could see the. Uh, uh, Saito was practicing and asking, "Oh, which Pokemon would you like me to draw next?" And I said, "Oh, Poipol." And Saito actually did draw Poipol on their Twitter. And I was like, "Oh man, I wish I could." Uh, you know, he did, he did eradicate from my yeah. friend as well. That was so funny. <laughs> that was really awesome, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, yeah. I hopefully you know they also the other artists might. Or, obviously, it's still nice to get a card signs and whatever sketch they are doing for it. But hopefully, yeah. some of the artists, if they do you know go to or go at the events, they'll see you know what Saito is doing and maybe try and do at least or give their own sort of unique flair or make it more obvious that it is great. a card from them as opposed to just you know just another signed Pokemon card. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I've seen some sketches from uh, Japanese championships, and those are really awesome. Mm. They, uh, for example, Shibuzo. Uh, that yes. uh, I've seen uh, the sketches of Shibuzo on on the signings. I know my friend Tim uh, from Germany uh, has one, and it's just fantastic. I'm so jealous <laughs> of that card. Really, really jealous. And uh, what did you want to say, Tosh? I was going to say, you know, I was, um, I did send a couple of cards for Saito to sign, but unfortunately, they didn't get signed. So, um, yeah. I'd, my friend still got them in, in the states, but it was those two that I'd sent over. Oh. Um, so it's a bit of a shame they didn't get signed, but um, it's all good. But I have got Next obviously time. those Mitsuhiro cards I got, which only came back after twenty-seven months with PSA <laughs> recently. So I had um, the Mew and the Mewtwo signed, uh, which was nice. excellent. Um, the Reshiram and Charizard. Um, and this was the one that obviously I was talking about for my son, which um, me and him pulled this on uh, so cool. camera on my YouTube channel in the early days when we both uh, were opening Shining and he, uh, Shining Legends. And he went over the moon when we pulled this. It was just one of those moments. So, so glad I got that signed for him. And I and I got the Japanese version signed for myself. Oh, for my collection. Nice. So nice. some amazing cards, some great memories. And, you know, that's what it's about, I think. You know, getting cards yeah. signed, which which mean a lot to you and, and have sort of a memory attached to it. Zachariah, how about yourself? What have you got? That's yeah. In your collection, <laughs> I've brought in your a couple collection. of... I've brought a couple with me, not all. But uh, speaking of sketches, this one is very nice. This is the... Oh. The, the artwork of the Pop Space 5 by the Japanese Meiji Chocolate promo. And this is, I think, one of the best sketches I've seen on that this Lugia. Nice. That is. Really, really love this. And I'm very lucky to own this uh, this card in general, but the sketch makes it even better. And this was a mistake because you see a double signing of Japanese and Mitsuhiro Arita yeah. in English. It was to, supposed to be to Zakaria. <laughs> so. <laughs> I got Ooh. a double signing and um, non-personalized, no non-personalized, and double English and Japanese. Yes. That, is, that is amazing. So if I were to sell this, which I obviously uh, won't do that, I have no incentive to do that, yeah. but I could sell it, and yeah. I think it would uh, be a very nice item to have. Yes. Um, next up, the last one of Arita for now. This one's a little bit more difficult to see, but this yep. is the German Calf Legends Umbreon. And it's a silver, um, silver sharpie. Yep. And th this one says, "I love for that artwork. I love that." Yeah, artwork. I think it's one of my favorite Urbian uh, uh, drawings from Arita. This one says for Zakaria. Very difficult to see. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, but, um, I think that because of the card, yeah. because it's a dark yeah. type, and then you've got dark. the white text. It's going to no matter what color you choose. Yes. It's going to be very difficult to make out the text, isn't it? Yeah, it's very difficult, but. I really like it. Yeah. Uh, some something that's very unique. I think you don't see this any day, um, especially for Ambion. Those two cards, I just wanted to have signed. Um, even you know, in, in German, you know, I got one yeah. spare. I thought, why not? What, what do I have to lose? Then the final one, which came from uh, Stephen uh, himself. Speaking of the Koike Saito <laughs> artworks, uh, the signings. Yeah, this one is just so nice. Really nice. Is the twenty fifth anniversary? Lugia. The sketches, like 
I, I yeah. think I might have even seen one of the, that that particular card on his yeah. Twitter because he did post photographs of some of the cards he was. Yeah. He, he took them for the judges. I was judging at that tournament. He took the cards home to Japan and he spent extra time on them. Hence why they're they're, they're as they're as beautiful as they are. He wasn't even rushing on 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 yeah. some of them. And um, yeah, uh, <laughs> thank you for your amazing website and all the work you do yes. for the community. You're welcome. And I, what I what I do did did he know? To who is drawing uh, the sketch was because he obviously we've interacted Saito and uh, and myself before. Ah. I don't know if he knew <laughs> when he was sketching it if if it was me that would I should ask him one he day. He might know you as Zachariah, I guess, and not Luna Lugia. No, no, no. I've, I've interacted him on Twitter oh, before. Oh, nice. So Maybe. I I don't know if he uh, knew <laughs> during the sketch if if it was me, but I I should ask him one day. But yeah, that's um, yeah, very awesome. Thank you, Stephen, for that. Keep up the good work. I, I, the website is amazing and it's an amazing resource. And I'm happy to, to keep comple- pledging my $1 a month for the Patreon as well. <laughs> Much appreciated. <laughs> so we've had a fantastic conversation about signed cards. So thank you so much again, Stephen, for joining us today. Um, again, if you guys... Um, can follow Stephen. Stephen, do you want to tell everyone your socials where people can follow you as well as Playscape Games as well? Yeah, um, at Playscape Games for for the, the for the business. Um, I'm on Instagram at Professor Stephen, I think, and um, Skent S K E N T twenty six on uh, Twitter. But um, at Playscape Games, if you need to find me or message me or talk to me, and if you're at Orlando Regional Championships uh, next week, I'm playing. Me and my teammate Patrick are playing. Um, come say hello. Awesome. And um, Stephen's also got his own YouTube channel, which I follow as well. He opened some products on their Playscape games as well. So check that Crown out. Crown Senef is so much fun to open. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Zachariah, any closing words from yourself? Yeah. Thank you, Stephen, uh, once again for uh, joining this uh, podcast. Happy to have you back. It's been great to be here. And I've got my real microphone this time. <laughs> yes. Last time was uh, in the hotel. Yes. It was uh, in the beginnings of the programming podcast. But uh, yeah, it was very enjoyable. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll see you uh, soon again in a future episode. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Thank you, everyone, for watching. I'm Taj. Um, You can check me out on PokeTaj YouTube channel as well as follow me on PokeTaj on uh, Twitter as well. I'm very active on there. Uh, Yeah, thank you so much for joining us again for another podcast. And hopefully uh, be with you guys again very soon on the next one. Take care and look after yourselves. Bye. Got to catch them all. Goodbye.